This is a LibriVox talk recording by Ashwin Jain. This recording is in the public domain. Thus spake Zarathustra, by Vedic Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common, Part Four, Chapter Seventy-Two. The Supper. For at this point, the soothsayer interrupted the greeting of Zarathustra and his guest. He pressed forward as one who had no time to lose, seized Zarathustra's hand, and exclaimed, But Zarathustra, one thing is more necessary than the other, so you sayest thou thyself, Well, one thing is now more necessary unto me than all others. A word at the right time, didst thou not invite me to table, and here are many, who have made long journeys, though dost not mean to feed us merely with discourses. Besides, all of you have thought too much about freezing, drowning, suffocating, and other bodily dangers. None of you, however, have thought of my danger, namely, perishing of hunger. Thus spake the soothsayer. When Zarathustra's animals, however, heard these words, they ran away in terror, for they saw that all they had brought home during the day would not be enough to fill the one soothsayer. Likewise, perishing of thirst, continued the soothsayer, and although I hear water splashing here like words of wisdom, that is to say, Plenteously and unweariedly, I want wine. Not everyone is a born water drinker like Zarathustra. Neither did water suit weary and withered ones. We deserve wine. It alone giveth immediate vigor and improvised health. On this occasion, when the soothsayer was longing for wine, it happened that a king on the left, the silent one, also found expression for once. We took care, said he, about wine. I, along with my brother, the king on the right, we have enough of wine, a whole ass load of it. So there is nothing lacked but bread. Bread, replies Zarathustra laughing when he spake. It is precisely bread that anchorites have not, but man doth not live by bread alone, but also by the flesh of good lambs, of which I have two. These shall be slaughtered quickly, and quick spicily with sage. It is so that I like them, and there is also no lack of roots and fruits good enough even for the fastidious and dainty, nor the nuts and other riddles for cracking. Thus will we have a good repast in a little while, but whoever wish to eat with us must also give a hand to the work, even the kings, for with Zarathustra even a king may be a cook. This proposal appealed to the hearts of all of them, save that the voluntary beggar 
objected to the flesh and wine and spices. Just hear this glutton Zarathustra, said he jokingly. Doth one go into caves and high mountains to make such repasts? Now indeed do I understand what he once taught us. Blessed be moderate poverty, and why he wished to do away with beggars. Be good of cheer, replied Zarathustra, as I am. Abide by the customs, thou excellent one, grind thy corn, drink thy water, praise thy cooking, if only it make thee glad. I am a law only for my own, I am not a law for all. He, however, who belongeth unto me, must be strong of both and light of food. Joyous in fight and feast, no sulker, no john or dreams, ready for the hardest task as for the feast, healthy and hale. The best belongeth unto mine and me, and if it be not given us, then do we take it the best food, the purest sky, the strongest thoughts, the fairest woman. Thus spake Zarathustra. The king on the right, however, answered and said, Strange, did one ever hear such sensible things out of the mouth of a wise man? And verily, it is the strangest thing in a wise man, if over and above he be still sensible and not an ass. Thus spake the king on the right and wondered. The ass, however, with ill will, said, he to his remark. This, however, was the beginning of that long repast, which is called the supper, in the history books, and this there was nothing else spoken of but the higher man. End of chapter 72 Recorded by Ashwin Chen